Beto O'Rourke, is he good? Is he bad? Is he in between? Do I hate him? Yes, but I need to talk for about 30 minutes more to fill this stuff out, so let's go. and you are listening to Red Denton, the only podcast that I'm on multiple episodes of. I'm Chris, by the way. Uh, so, we're just uh, just going to go right into it. Remember the freeze? The, the freeze of 2021 where all the uh, Democrats were like, man, LOL, all those fucking hicks are dying. <laughs> man, that's so funny. Because they vote Republican, right? They all vote Republican. They they should all die. Uh, that kind of happened again last week. Uh, not as bad. Not as bad. Um, power did not go off statewide. We didn't all have to boil water. Uh, just Austin. Um, but it was still pretty bad. Um multiple mutual aid groups were providing uh support in the dfw area um and i want to take this uh time to thank them for their work um but uh it was not as bad we um we were able to survive another harsh winter despite the yankees attempts at sending their weather machines uh, down here and causing another store, snowstorm. Um, Biden's attempt to kill our state has not succeeded yet. Um, according to the numbers, renewable energy really outperformed, and geothermal did not perform as well. But that's not what we're here for. We're not here to hear about Texan suffering or anything about that. We need to get into the juicy shit. We need to shit on the Democrats. You know we need to shit on the Democrats. So, um, Beto. Beto, we all know him. We all have opinions on him. Um, I don't like him. The Denton left does not endorse or condemn any certain candidate. It doesn't well it it condemns candidates. It does not tell you who to vote for is what we're trying to say. Uh, the Denton left is not going to tell you who to vote for. You can vote whoever you want. Just know that in the grand scheme of things, if you're voting for like the PSL, either a Democrat or a Republican's gonna win. I Gloria's not winning. Please stop telling me to vote for Gloria. But anyway, the Denton Record Chronicle. Uh, put up a uh, paywall on their article here, so 
Um, we're not paying that. But I do have the text here anyway. So, O'Rourke talks power grid, other initiatives as hundreds turn out for Denton appearance by Justin Grass, staff writer, and then there's their little email address. How cute. Um, gubernatorial candidate Beto O'Rourke drew hundreds Sunday evening at Quakertown Park where he discussed the state's power grid and other initiatives as part of his Keep the Lights On tour. Uh, four stop, blah, 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 don't care about that. A few hundred supporters turned out for his Quakertown appearance. Uh, along with a few dozen detractors, many of whom carried flags and chanted, Let's go, Brandon! Throughout his 20-minute speech, the two sides debated and clashed frequently, with Denton police intervening at least one interaction. I... I... <sighs> I like how they just made Let's Go Brandon into an anti-Democrat thing. It's not even... Like, Biden is the king of the Democrats, and if you insult their king, then... You know, you're just pissing them all off. But anyway. Um, so, it is kind of interesting that he would do the keeping the lights on tour here. Since, like I said, the freeze was not as bad as last year. So unless he's really hammering down on 2021 as the big thing, then there's not really going to be a lot to go on. Uh, well, you can say, well, Chris, it was uniquely terrible. And you're right, you're right. But your boy is not completely confident that the Texas voters really going to remember that specific thing. And even then, there is propaganda swirling around it. Can you hear my cat munching in the background? Anyway. Um, Texans and Americans in general have kind of a short attention span when it comes to politics because it's a very stressful thing and... Honestly, if you're into politics, you're kind of a nerd. Welcome to my political podcast. So I'm not exactly confident that the Democrats are going to be able to combat Republican propaganda of, well, the windmills froze. You know, this would be all fine if we just kept burning more coal and oil. We need more oil. The Democrats are doing this somehow. The Democrats strangled everyone to death. That's why this happened. Um, the, the immigrants caused the bad weather, or something like that. That seems like something that um, the diehard Republican crowd, which is very strong in Texas, I want to mention, is going to push. Now, will Texas become some purple state that is constantly flip-flopping between Democrat and Republican? Maybe? Who knows? Honestly, I'm a communist. I don't care. <laughs> um, that it would be better, maybe? Maybe I would be able to, I don't know, not be as poor? But I'm not a... I'm not trusting Democrats to come save me. And you shouldn't either, mind you. Um, what I've seen from Beto's Twitter account seems to be better. He actually mentioned wanting to legalize marijuana. But I'm also very wary of what he said during that fucking presidential debate. When I was a baby leftist years ago, I was a big gun guy. 
Not so much now, I still have my guns. And I like my guns. I like my AR-15. I like my AK-47. I like my 9mm. But I am not willing to support someone who's going to disarm people. Unless it's the cops. Disarm the cops first, and maybe we'll talk about it. Otherwise, fuck off. That is kind of a hard thing for me. For me. Not necessarily for anyone the Denton left, but for me. But let's get back to the news story. A uh, few hundred supporters turned out. Let's go, Brandon. Yada, yada. O'Rourke, who is seeking the Democratic nomination, let's be honest, he'll get it, uh, took aim at the Republican governor, Greg Abbott, specifically claiming he hasn't done nearly enough to address the power situation, which he hasn't, and blaming him in large part for last winter's outages. Abbott didn't trust the experts, he didn't trust the people. Instead, he looked to his donors in the gas and yada yada yada. You, you, you know what he's saying. Uh, five key initiatives of his own aimed at addressing the grid. Those include winterizing the state's natural gas supply, connecting the power grid with the rest of the country, and reducing power costs. He also said he would take to court, uh, take to court fuel providers who upped prices during last year. Last year's storm, stating they broke the law under a Texas statute that prevents people from being charged exorbitant rates during emergencies. Going through several things, he says he'll implement as governor in order to properly winterize the state's power grid, been the focus of his visit so far. So, um, I'll be honest, I don't expect Beto to win. I don't, uh, I'm neither cheering that, nor am I going to, um... Uh, rip my hair out and wail. Uh, the Democrats are the enemy of socialism, as they always will be. Liberals are the enemy. Republicans are the enemy. But, uh, I... He seems that he fervently believes in his liberalism. That is something to congratulate. I would prefer that you fervently believe in what you're saying than be like Ted Cruz, the, the slimy goblin king of Texas who just says right-wing things hoping that he doesn't get in trouble for it. The, uh, he, but being better than Ted Cruz is like being higher, higher in the evolutionary chain than a slug. You know, it's not hard. What I really want to know is... There is a contingent of people here who are legitimately attracted to Beto O'Rourke, and they are incorrect. They're wrong in doing so. They're morally incorrect. But I want to know how. How the fuck are you attracted to this man? I uh, this this may take <laughs> this may take more than this whole like informational thing. How the fuck you attracted this dude? A lot a lot of you out there. Better taste in men. That's what you need. That's you need better taste in fucking men. Jesus Christ. So for the uh, the last bit of this, I'm gonna read you this article. It was published in the Texas Tribune, but it's also made by ProPublica. Um, by Jeremy Schwartz. 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 Let's say Schwartz. Uh, we're Texas, so we have to do German. Uh, a push to remove LGBTQ-themed books in a Texas county could signal rising partisanship on school boards. 
Nearly seven years ago, Melanie Graff's four-year-old daughter was in the children's section of her local North Texas library when she picked up a book about LGBTQ pride uh, and LGBTQ pride parade. Within the colorful pages of the book, this day in June, children and adults celebrate with rainbow flags and signs promoting equality and love over hate. Adults embrace and kiss one another. Alarmed, Graff launched a campaign against the book and another about a boy who likes to wear dresses, suggesting that the presence in the library foisted inappropriate themes on unsuspecting children. By June 2015, the Hood County Library Advisory Board had received more than 50 complaints asking the two books be removed from the shelves of the children's section. The board refused, saying the books did not promote homosexuality, as some complaints had suggested, and arguing that the library already required parents of young children to accompany them and check out materials. Librarian Courtney Kincaid called this day in June a tool to teach respect and acceptance of the LGBT community, uh, but she agreed to move it to the adult section. She kept My Princess Boy in the children's section. So, uh, this whole push, this whole push for censoring libraries has been a thing for a while now. It's not just some random thing that just came out of nowhere um and if you're uh, if you're from the city if you are just getting into this stuff excuse you cat <laughs> fuck it the cat has been removed she's licking herself in shame now yeah this is your fault this is your fault don't you don't you fucking look at me anyway where, where the fuck was i so um the root of this really does come from the homophobia that comes with the evangelical communities, and I don't really think that gets talked about enough in leftist circles. Uh, that whenever it comes to Christianity, um, modern American leftists seem seem to give them more of a pass. But let's continue. Opponents of the books then turn to the entirely Republican Hood County Commissioner's Court, which appoints members of the Library Advisory Board. After an emotional three-hour meeting that July, that July, commissioners declined to remove the books on the advice of the county's attorney, who concluded that such an action would spur a lawsuit over unlawful censorship because of potential violations of state law and the U.S. Constitution. Anger over the decision helped fuel a seven-year effort by far-right Christian conservatives in Hood County to seize control of elected offices and government boards from more traditional Republicans. They won spots on the Commissioner's Court, grabbed seats on the Library Advisory Board, and last year launched a months-long campaign to oust Michelle Carew? 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 Whatever. The county's independent elections administrator, accusing the Republican of harboring a secret liberal agenda. In November, the group claimed a, a major uh, victory after Graft won a seat on the school board in Granbury, the county seat. Also elected was Courtney Gore, the co-host of a local far-right internet talk show who has railed against masks and vaccines and promoted Donald Trump's false claim that the 2020 presidential election was stolen. On the campaign trail, the women praised, uh, promised to comb through educational materials for any signs of indoctrination in the form of books or lesson plans that were charged, um, that they charged, promoted 
LGBTQ ideology, or what they refer to as critical race theory, a university-level academic discipline based on the idea that racism is embedded in U.S. legal and other structures. Uh, when my daughter was four years old, my parental rights were taken away here at the public library in Hood County. Graft, who said on the campaign trail that her uh, school-aged children did not attend Grand Prairie Public Schools, uh, told attendees at a GOP forum before the election, I stood up for my daughter then, and I'll stick up for our kids now. So, uh, the, uh... I want to point out that a lot of the extremism that comes from um, the Republicans, at least down here, really gets it from the evangelical Christian right. Um, and I'm going to expose my personal bias here. I was raised in one of those households, and that kind of made me closer to a, a Cruciavite when it comes to the legal statuses of churches, but I, I, I want to really emphasize that when it comes to the far right in um, the United States, you cannot overstate the role that religion plays in it. Whether it's the Protestants or the Catholics, they have, um, they are a massive source for politics when it comes to things like abortion or gay rights or anything like that, they will have a say in it and they will be talking about it. They won't be talking about it directly from the pulpit, but who can really stop people from talking about it in the pews? You know what I mean? The relationship between the church and the culture war is... It, the, the people that care about the culture war in the right wing and the people that are very involved with evangelicalism, evangel, no, evangelicalism, um, it's a circle. <laughs> it's almost a complete circle. Unless there's some weird atheist type, it's even Ben Shapiro. Even Ben Shapiro makes these, oh, these gestures towards the religious right by saying shit like Judeo-Christian values. This is not something that can easily be, like, shooed away by pushing liberation theology on these people. This is a belief that they are holy in the right, that they are on a righteous crusade to purge the modern-day Sodom of, you know, LGBT people in general, that they need to be removed, that any reference to them has to be removed, that they must be suppressed. And they are very pissed about that uh, that 2015 case that allowed gay people to get married. You know, they are not happy with that, and they want to go back and, just like Roe v. Wade, undo that. We're going to skip down a little bit. Challenges to books about sexual orientation and racial identity in Texas are the latest in a wave of divisive national political issues driving local campaigns. In October, Matt Kraus, a Republican state representative from Fort Worth, who was then running for attorney general, sparked national attention when he released a list of 850 books that he said 
should be investigated and potentially banned from school libraries. The majority of the titles dealt with LGBTQ themes, and some were targeted for merely including LGBTQ characters, according to an analysis by Book Riot. Governor Greg Abbott, facing a Republican uh, primary challenge from two opponents, running to his right on education issues, later ordered the Texas Education Agency to investigate the availability of pornography, there in quotes, in public schools, a term that some politicians and district leaders have interpreted as a catch-all for books on sexuality and sexual orientation. He urged criminal prosecutions under the state penal code of educators who uh, make such material available. At a January school board meeting, Granberry's superintendent, Jeremy Glenn, who is appointed by the board, referenced Krauss and Abbott in defense of the district's recent decision to remove more than 130 books uh, that deal with race and sexual orientation from school libraries, pending a review. The Granbury School Board went a step further during its meetings January 24th, led by Graft. The school board cleared the way for the district to strip any material deemed vulgar or unsuitable by administration and the board from its shelves without a committee review. The next night, a Brazos Covenant Ministries Church, uh, at Brazos Ministries Church, Glenn assured attendees at a Republican Party gathering that school board members would act as gatekeepers against books and woke curriculum about sexual orientation and racial identity. So, uh, this is a coordinated thing. It should not even be, it should not be even controversial to say that this is a, one, it's a cultural war thing, obviously. But it is a much more, I don't want to say dangerous, it's very aggressive. In culture war shit, you have this back and forth. And it is dangerous, but it's a lot more in your face. It's a lot more, these are things we don't like. It says stuff we don't like. It promotes stuff we don't like, therefore it should be banned. Um, you know, First Amendment be damned, apparently. So, these people are very much willing to censor any information that is not comfortable with their viewpoint. And the way they really get these people on the ground, you know, up in arms about it, it's not, they're not the ones that are like, oh, I just hate woke shit. No. They hate gay people. They hate LGBT people. They hate um, people that they think are ruining their life somehow. And they want to get back at them by making sure that they are thrown in the trash. That they are expelled from the public. You should be mad about this. This is... At some point, the courts are going to have to step in and either put a stop to this or allow it. If they put a stop to this, I would not be surprised if they just get a bunch of these books, make a giant pile, and just start burning them. Just like, just like those Christians did when the Beatles said that they were bigger than Jesus. Just like, um, just like Nazis and it's... 
it's going to come to that, but it's not there yet. Because they have a legal way to do this. But when it's no longer legal for them, or if it's not uh, politically viable anymore, you can probably expect some book burnings. Uh, so, after that, speaking in partisan language, uh, not common among school superintendents, Glenn pointed to decreasing margins of victory for Republican presidential candidates in the state and warned local party leaders that, quote, there are individuals out there that want to destroy what you believe. They don't believe in the same America that you and I grew up in, and that's just the truth, he said. Our community has to decide whether or not we want to hold the line. Skipping down again. Uh, during an interview with Doc Green, a self-described conservative activist radio show host at the 2016 State Republican Convention in Dallas, Graff described the moment her daughter encountered, quote, uh, uh, not quote, This Day in June by Gail Pittman. Quote, she picked it up, turned to the page, and showed it to me, and I was appalled, Graff said. There are political issues, signs like love over hate, equal rights, things that a child certainly can't understand, and this book on the back binding was recommended for children ages 4 to 8. She continued, They have an agenda, an indoctrination of, for our children. It's not enough to tolerate. They want us to participate, and they want our children. After Graft had finished, Green said he was not a violent man, and then added, but something like this enrages me to such a degree that violence is not completely ruled out. Because when you go after the children, this is not the time to just stand by and talk about it. Graft responded that she was not a proponent of violence, but Green continued pressing. If you're not willing to kill for what you believe, you've already lost the war. Our children are worth saving, said Green, who did not respond to requests for comment. I can't argue with that, Graf said. I agree. Granbury is around maybe two hours away from Denton. Um, it's southwest of Fort Worth. Uh, Dallas, no, it's not too far away either. And these people exist. These people are waiting for their time to do this. They, they would not be openly talking about violence so much unless they were very confident that they could get away with it. So, I just want to point out that this shit never left. <laughs> this is still around. These people are in power. They have had a concentrated effort to get into power. They have had time to get into power. They've had plans to get into power. They know what they want. And what they want is for you to disappear. They want you to not exist anymore because they think that you are a threat to their Americana. They will be... They are willing to enforce their favorite state of affairs as violently as possible. The way she said 
It's not enough to tolerate. They want us to participate. The, the way that is phrased is very telling because it shows that Graft believes that tolerating was already some sort of uh, something that she had to give up. Graft believes that even being around LGBTQ people is uh, some sort of sacrifice. It's something that she had to give up in order to live in life. And now she accuses um, people of being of forcing children to participate, of forcing her to participate. And she views that as just a step too far. That's the way she's phrasing this. That tolerance itself was already a favor to um, favor to people who have been marginalized. Uh, and now letting them go around and tell people that they exist is somehow a uh, a major crossing of the line. And they view this as such a crossing of the line that they're willing to do violence. They are willing to be violent on people that really they have had no interaction with, they don't even know, but since they are now being forced to acknowledge that they exist, it is... Um, it is just an unforgivable sin that they must be punished for. Moving on. A month later, the Northeast Tarrant Tea Party, near the library where Kincaid and... Uh, uploaded a video of Graft speaking at one of its meetings to YouTube. This is Courtney Kincaid. You need to know her name, Graft told the group as a screen flashed behind her. We have to stand in the gap between the liberal left and our children. It only takes one liberal library with an agenda to steal the innocence of your child. Two years later, one of Graf's allies in the fight against the books, David Eagle, a former Tea Party leader, was elected to the Hood County Commissioner's Court. Eagle, who lost a bid for the school board in 2016, had vowed in a letter to the Hood County News the previous August, that the Hood County Tea Party would continue to reap political dividends from the fights over same-sex marriage and LGBTQ books as he complained about the local news organization's coverage. Eagle, who claimed credit for Kincaid's uh, departure, frequently sparred with members, Kincaid was a former librarian, um, sparred with members of the library's advisory board and worked to change the makeup of the panel. In 2019, the Hood County Republican Party issued a formal resolution calling for the board to be disbanded, claiming that it failed to represent the, quote, moral character of the community. County commissioners dissolved the board last year after political divisions had made it difficult for the board to get much accomplished. Quote, it, w it has become a lightning rod, David Wells, the former library advisory board chair, said after the board disbanded. It's lost its sense of purpose, of what it's there for. It's way beyond the purpose for which it is designed. Eagle, who did not respond to a request for comment, also helped lead an effort last year that sought to abolish the elections administrator position held by Carew and transfer her duties to Lang, the county clerk, who 
has used social media to promote baseless accusations of widespread election fraud. Aside from saying that she would abide by the Constitution, Katie Lang has declined to uh, discuss how she would approach elections management if given the role. Carew resigned in October. She is now running for office against Lang. An effort, uh, she said, she undertook to prevent partisans from taking control of elections in commissioners decide, if commissioners decide to dissolve the independent election office. Debates over national issues have left the ground fertile for takeovers in rural counties and small towns across Texas, providing local far-right activists uh, provided local far-right activists can organize as they have in Hood County, said Brandon Rottinghouse, a professor of political science at the University of Houston. So, <clears throat> this is a an effort that has been in the works for uh, six years now. Just this, just this part, six years. This thing across the, the country that's happening this has been in the works for quite some time it is concerted it is this uh, ability to not only take control of the uh the political positions they're elected to but also the ineptitude of liberals um the, the non-partisan government people from doing anything other than saying please don't be partisan here the the thing is begging for people not to be partisan is the most ahistorical thing you can say people will always be partisan politics is something that is inherent to you and if you are saying oh no I don't want to be partisan about this I don't want to be I don't want to um, step out of line too much that is a political thing you're just saying i want to keep the status quo going it is a conservative argument but it's not as conservative as these fucking people you can't do that you can't not be partisan in a position of power you can't not be political and it is this idea that liberals and even um, some conservatives have kept saying for ages of not wanting things to be partisan. It is denial of history. It's a denial of the nature of politics. Politics is about power. It is about ideology. And it is about you wanting to run the country a certain way, while another group of people wants to run the country a different way. People need to stop pretending that there is not a political difference in this country. People need to stop pretending that politics does not exist. But we gotta keep going. Um, so the students in the Granbury District launched an online petition opposing the book removal effort. This is further down the article. This is a very long article, and you can always trust Tribune. Texas Tribune for putting out good detailed articles. Um, within days, the petition had gathered more than 600 signatures. Students also spoke against the removal of last week's school board meeting. Quote, I don't think that little children should be shocked or disgusted by our identities. 
a queer senior of Granbury High School, said at the meeting, worrying that removing the books would send a dangerous message. Quote, It's disgusting that, even in 2022, we still have to have these discussions about censorship. Glenn, the superintendent, saluted the students for speaking out, but then took aim at those who questioned the removal of the books. Quote, During my tenure... I have witnessed radicals come into our boardrooms and go onto social media platforms to distort the truth, exaggerate issues, and badmouth our trustees, Glenn said. To those individuals, please know, like the little boys who cried wolf, you have lost all credibility to the majority in this community. We will not back down from you. In an email, Gore applauded the book removals and said the district is not taking aim at LGBTQ students or community members. Quote, all students at GISD are loved and cared for by the amazing staff and administration, she said. With that, public schools are not the place for young people to express themselves sexually. Near the end of the discussion, Graft made a motion to amend district's policy on book removals, eliminating the requirement for campus-level committees, and have determined whether concerns are merited. That have determined whether concerns are merited. The revised policy, which passed unanimously, will allow the district to remove books that the administration and board deem quote pervasively vulgar or educationally unsuitable without going through the district's existing process. Before the change, books had to stay on shelves until a review was com completed. Well, this is going to align the policy, though, so that in the event that we do have a book that is in our library that is vulgar and overtly sexual, it can be removed without review, said Tammy Clark, an assistant superintendent in the district. Despite the policy change, district spokesperson Jeff Meter said a committee will review the books and most of them, quote, will likely be returned to the shelves. Jonathan Friedman, the director of free expression and education at nonprofit PEN America, which promotes literary culture and defends freedom of speech, said the Supreme Court has not settled the constitutionality of removing school library books without a review. Still, he said it's highly concerning that Hood County uh, school board members, quote, appear to have changed the policy just in order to appease the state lawmakers' list of books. Uh, so, uh go further down uh, seeking safety the escalation of anti-lgbtq rhetoric worries one granbury mother of a four-year-old who asked that her name not be used as she fears retaliation because she is gay she recalled feeling reassured after county commissioners denied efforts to ban lgbtq books from the local library in 2015 when she lived in the neighboring county although she did not have a child at the time she believed that the books provide an opportunity to teach children that having gay parents is normal on election night in 2021 she was shocked when graft who had led the fight against the books won it was then that she and her wife decided to send their son who was entering kindergarten to another district it makes me worry that someone like her would tell kids that it's not okay to be like that, she said. The women, a woman can take off the incidents of hate she has experienced since moving into the county four years ago. The stranger at the grocery store who called her a faggot. The senior citizen who threw his arms in the air in disgust and stormed off when he saw her kiss her fiancé goodbye. She wanted school to be a safe space for her son, one that didn't vilify her for having two moms. Quote, I wouldn't put it past someone to physically harm me because I gave my fiancé a kiss, 
Seeing stuff like the school board election definitely opens my eyes, even though this is a small town and I know most of the people and grew up next door when it comes to sexuality, nobody's safe. So, there you have it. Uh, this is a thing that's happening across the country, people. It's a tried-and-true tactic from a long time ago that has really only come to a head now. This is something that our state has been struggling with for a while, and if we are not willing to take on the evangelicals, then we might as well just admit defeat now. The church... The church... Your belief in God does not define you specifically, but the church has been a negative influence on Texas as a whole, at least on our political culture. And that is because of the politics of certain pastors, preachers, televangelists, people like them. Um, that does not mean that if you are a Christian, you are a bad person. It does not mean that if you go to church, you're a bad person. It means that there is a power in the churches that cannot be addressed by the current machinations of the American government, that cannot be addressed by Texas. It is an ideological thing. It is a religious thing. It is something that they have the complete and total backing of their churches to do. They are told that gay people are demonic. They are told that they are servants of Satan and that they are doing the right thing by purging them from libraries. And it could very well just go into violence like that one, one Dallas guy said. And really what you need is to protect yourself. What you need to do is to prepare for the day that these people start doing some shit. Maybe, maybe the government will help you. But I would not bet on it, because these people are the government now. These people have replaced old Republicans. The Republicans that were like, oh no, I don't want to get into this because it's too political. They've replaced them. So, what you do, up to you. But, even when it comes to Beto, I don't think he's going to be a lot of help with that. And on that cheery note, we'll end. Before I go, I got some plugs. Uh, first and foremost, follow us on Twitter. Uh, Twitter, at Red Denton Pod. Patreon, Red Denton Pod. Uh, follow the Denton Left on Twitter, at Denton Left. Uh, also, the Anti-Capitalist Book Club will be having a uh, meeting on Wednesday, February 16th, covering uh, Sabotage Dreams of Utopia in Texas by James Pratt. That is open to anyone, even if you're not in Texas. Uh, just come in, talk about the book, talk about French people, thinking that they can just make socialism in Dallas. And uh, see how that goes. The uh, Denton Left is also hosting on February 19th in Quakertown Park 
uh, a free store. Basically, if you're in the area, just come by, grab some stuff, donate some stuff, hang out, talk to us, grab a flyer. It'll be from 2 to 4 p.m. Uh, hope to see you there. And, uh, yeah, that'll be it. Later.